This podcast is brought to you by the letter C, which stands for cannabis, but not Chris. That starts with a K. That's right. You are listening to nothing other than... Cannabisations with Chris. What's good, everybody? We got another episode. We piling them up. We on the move. We have Dusty Kenny from Cambridge County Cannabis. How you doing today, man? Doing good, doing That's good. good. Well, look, how about you tell us a little bit about, you know what I'm saying, about Cambridge Cannabis? Well, let's let's see. We uh we were fully licensed uh a whopping 53 days ago. So, we're still, you know, babies in this game, but uh I really feel that we've come a long ways in the short amount of time. So, when we opened, we have uh, had um six strains on the shelf. Uh, when I just left, um, we have over 63 strains mm. available. Oh, wow. um, I do believe that is the highest selection in the state of Vermont. That's awesome. Um, and uh, you know, now we're starting to get into the fun stuff. Now that we're starting to get open, the day-to-day operations are rolling yeah, along. Um, the real dreams of owning a dispensary are starting to starting to happen. The deals, the promos you always thought about. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that shit that I got too high about sitting there thinking mm-hmm. and being like, you know, it'd be funny to run a $7 shake joint day Ooh. and release them every day at 420. Sounds funny. Look at you. Yeah, so fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. So we've been we've been doing that the last two weeks now. Yeah. So it's 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 great to be able to go ahead and start putting the ideas to work rather than just sitting there at the at the start line waiting to get rolling. Yeah. Well, that's good because I mean, I, I I came in, I came in before it was, you know, y'all was open. It was just that little section. You had a few pieces here and there, and then like just me coming in recently, like the stock has um, has immensely grown. <laughs> and I'm and I know that's what you want. It's funny when you talk about the deals because when I've traveled, I went to like California, and. Uh, I still get texts. Matter of fact, I just got one today talking about the promotional deals that you get. I got a card that I can get is uh, it's ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty five, like and so on and so forth, all the way up to fifty. And I was like, "Does it expire?" And it was like, "Nope, you can come back three years from now with the same same ticket and still get it punched." So that's dope. I'm glad to see that we finally we can do, we were starting to get there because I mean. Hey, anybody can use a deal about now. Exactly. exactly. Like, I mean, we do, we've actually set up in the last two weeks, we've done um, a setup. We're doing 20% off on an edible every week, a concentrate every week, a bulk flower every week, and a pre-roll pack every week. So no matter what, there's always something on sale. There's always a chance to go ahead and, and sample something new. And the big thing is to go ahead and have the variety. You know, the, the biggest variety that you can go ahead and have for our customers, um, the better the shopping experience is for them. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing worse than walking into a place and you see four strains on the shelf. Yeah. I mean, right then you're already like, I'm buying whatever, you know, they tell me pretty it's much. Yeah, 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 you don't you don't really got a choice. When people come into our store, we let them go through everything, the 30 different uh strains that we got in bulk. We go through all the terpenes that are on them because again, it comes down to what's really in your smoke. It's not right. about how much THC is in it. It's not right. about how much cannabinoids, you know? Yeah. Some people are mercine pe- freaks, you know? that Something has to be high in mercine for them to go ahead and get off. Mercine is a terpene. Terpene right? that it goes ahead and it's a, um, a THC multiplier. Yeah. So it's also great for pain care. So you're going to go ahead. There'll be an article coming out pretty soon um, that's going to talk about how Hot, things that are high in mercine are really great for pain relief, so they're really great for mer- medical patients. Okay. So we have a lemon sugar kush that's actually coming in at twice the level of mercine of any other strain that we've seen so far. Oh, wow. So it changes the way that we shop for cannabis. Now, instead of me going ahead, I mean, again, don't get me wrong, I still like to smoke it. Oh, facts, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to. But smoking it, smoking it only gets you so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the terpene test now really gives us a kind of a guide, and that really gives me a shopping list of what we need to keep in the store. So the idea is to always have something that's high in in some kind of in that terpene in available. So if I let's say I, I sell out on a sour diesel that's that's high in carolophylline, I can go ahead and substitute that out with something else that's high in carolophylline. Therefore, the customer can still get what they're looking for. They right. still get the same medicine. Right. So you're very knowledgeable in terpenes. I can see. I, I, I'm just starting to learn. You know it though. You're more knowledgeable than me because one of my questions I usually ask at the end is indica sativa is a hybrid, and a lot of people that I've started asking that question, they've been like, "Well, there's no such thing." That is a lazy. That's yeah. a lazy question. That's it. 
So now when you hit me with the terpenes, and I said that that's what I want to do is start, I want to add the terpenes in. So it's good that you coming in and talking about the terpenes and stuff, and especially with you having a dispensary, you have you have to have the knowledge of what, what, what go, what's what to, to give the proper medicine to the proper person that needs it. We think that that's the proper way to do it. Um, again, you know, terpenes are still so new. Everything is so new in this industry that we have a chance to really go ahead and try to model the way. And my theory has always, always been one to be the dispensary that I always wanted to go into. Um, what really started me on my journey is uh, I'm a big uh, hash head. I'm a big dabber. Um, for uh, years, I bought hash out in California and didn't know how to smoke a dab. <laughs> so I was just putting it on top of, of a bowl and burning yeah. it and wasting it. Mm. Wasted so much money until all of a sudden I went to a good dispensary in San Francisco and they showed me how to do dabs. Mm blew my mind well how much money did i waste in that two years while i was just burning up and nobody asked me the question how are you smoking this so biggest thing i wanted is i wanted when people come into my dispensary i want us to ask hey how are you planning on smoking this what are you planning on doing get down to the experience that they're having then when you get there you can find out where they're at and some people that are coming in never smoked before some people that are coming in nowadays you know smoke every day and just want to see what you have but we got to go ahead and be the best bud tender for that customer. So Thanks. some people, we got to go ahead and be like, what do you think about terpenes? Where are your, what do you smoke in terpenes? What are you, this? Other people, we got to be like, hey, do you smoke? Do you vape? Do you do edibles? Is one yeah. milligram going to be proper for you? Yeah. So we got to really dive in and ask a lot of open-ended questions to our customers to really find out where they're at and be able to go ahead and adjust our sales tactic mm -hmm. towards them so that they yeah. can go ahead and feel welcomed in there. Yeah. If someone comes walking in and, and doesn't know about terpenes and we start talking about terpenes, then I'm just talking over their head mm -hmm. and it doesn't help the customer. It doesn't help me. Yeah. So the best thing is for every time that you come into the dispenser, you pick up a little bit more, you learn a little bit more, you yeah. get a little bit more knowledge. And then we both walk down this journey together, learning the new discovery of what's actually in cannabis. Yeah. I seen that board that y'all have in there with, uh, with all the terpenes and things like that. So it's good there's like knowledge, even if you don't, I mean, I, I still people, I still know that people are new to this. So they're not always like, what do you got here? And stuff like that. A lot of people just go in, that's a cool name. Let me try that. You know, but it's good that y'all have knowledgeable pieces just sitting around the building for the eyesight. Just cause just, just regular as humans see something that's going to read it. And it's, you know, that's, that's a knowledge piece that they got and they don't even know. So next time they do come in, they can be like, oh, well, let me try this different type. Or, you know, they'll ask that question that they that they had, you know. So that's awesome that y'all do that. Yeah. Well, our, our dispensary should be a classroom, really. It should be a place for, for everyone true. to learn on their yeah. cannabis journey. I like that. Dispensary should be a classroom. Yeah. yeah. You know, every time you come in, you should learn something new. Facts. So hopefully I got, you know, and the way that we go ahead and stack our, our product line Normally, if, if you know you come in every two days, yeah. I probably have something new you haven't seen yet. Yeah. And I want to be able to tell you the difference between this, you know, and the more we even get deeper in depth, terpenes are one thing, but we're going to start to find out that the things that raise terpene levels are going to be the way things are grown. Mm. So we're going to see a lot more KNF, we're going to see a lot more living soil, we're going to yeah, see yeah. A, a lot more advanced growing methods where we're going to start shopping for things instead of being like, okay, what's going to get me the most fucked up? Yeah, All yeah. of a sudden, there, people are coming in. They're like, all right, I'm looking for this because I know that it means the soil was treated well and this was going on. That's right. Just like, you know, when people are shopping for, you know, organic produce or, you know, again, this is the highest end produce that you've ever seen. If we care where our food comes from, we should care where our smoke comes from as well. It's more concentrated when you're smoking. It, exactly. It's you know? better quality and you're not getting, and it's people out here that really give a shit about what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? With their cannabis. Uh, they're not, it's not the big, uh, uh, just throw a whole bunch of dirt in the ground with some lights and you know what I'm saying? And if people care about what they're putting in there, in the, in, into their plants. Yes, there are, but I think there's there's also those people that are quick shiners. Oh, those yeah. people that are out there right now that uh, last year weren't growing cannabis, um, <laughs> and probably next year won't be growing cannabis. I can see that. You know, and 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 this the sad thing is it's a it's a cash crop right now, yeah. and a lot of people think, oh, I'll grow cannabis, um, and that's how I get in. Growing cannabis takes a lot of dedication, yes, takes a lot does. of love. Um, you have to be one with the plant. Yes. It's you know, you can't just pick up a grower off the street. Um, you gotta learn that. I'm a walking, I'm a walking testament for that. Like, I, I just look at, I've had like maybe six grows 
six to six to eight grows right seasons where I've tried, and my first one was horrible, and then I thought I had it. And then I decided to go big, and I threw thirty in the ground, and I lost twenty six due to bud rot. And then I it's and it hurt, it hurt, you know what I'm saying? But just I was just watching them just fall off daily, you know, cutting what I could out and just watching them die. You, but, you're uh, farming, that's yeah. farming. And and it's also my 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 chalkboard, you know, all my knowledge that okay. And then I now why did this happen? Find out why it happened, and now to correct that for next year, at which I just bought pots. <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? Cook that, and it worked. And I still had a little little flub in there, but I definitely ha- was more successful. Even the know. best of the best have little flubs. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Growing is a journey. You're learning as you go. You're yeah. slowly building it as you go along on that journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not going to get it right away. Um, the funny thing is that a lot of growers are, are get so particular about their growth that they don't like anybody else's cannabis. Only mm. cannabis they like is their cannabis. I've, I've yeah, seen people like that. Yeah. You know, if you know a grower, yeah. you know a grower that's like that. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. They care about the plant that deeply that, that, that at that point they're breaking it down so much that they want to know exactly, was that wired on a Tuesday or was that watered on a Thursday? Yeah, you can taste the water. Ain't that, yeah. I skipped, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is city water. Yeah, this exactly. was water with city water. I ain't put this on. <laughs> they yeah. know everything. And it's, and it's a good thing. You know, like you said, you know your product. I want I want the guy making my beer to think the same way. Exactly. I want the person that's, that's producing my dairy to think the yeah. same way. If I can get everyone to think, like some of the growers I know, yeah. to take care of plants, Plants and take care of what they're the product they're bringing to market like that. The market's going to be good in Vermont. The market's going to be real good. good in Vermont. Yeah, I'm telling you, a lot of people are. It's funny. It's another guy I was talking to was talking about legacy growers and like people who know what they're doing and how much love that they've put in and the time that they've put in. And like, it's awesome to see that product. I had Nick Smith from Emerald Vision come on, and he was talking about how he it's been he's grew weed since he was young he's gained that knowledge he's had those flubs he's had that and so now that he then got all those bumps out the way in the road he producing a a, a quality product top like, shelf in the state right now top crazy. shelf in the state um but that that goes back to that the whole idea that a lot of people that all of us this is our first year in the legal cannabis industry that's right some of us, this is not our first year in cannabis. Yes, exactly. You know, and 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 that's the thing. I've spent 25 years in cannabis. You know, I, was, I used to sling dime bags. You know, I used to run up at, at college. I used to run up eighths up the staircase. It's brick weed from Mexico. Like, you know, I, I, I hustled just about every kind of cannabis that's out there. Um, but now the place that we're, we've gotten to, it's that, Everyone knew that's come to the form. It's like, well, yeah, I know how to sell this. Yeah. I know how to sell anything because I was in medical sales. Yeah. Oh, yeah? So you split open a pack? Yeah. You know how to check? Yeah. You know how to make sure that everything's right there? You know what a real pound should weigh? Yeah. You know, it, there's a lot of things that, that get lost in translation. And everyone thinks of us as being stoners and lazy, as we were talking earlier. You know, that the people are, are we're going to be slow on the game. We've been waiting for this shit. Some of us have just been marching around in our cage waiting for us to let us out. So, you know, now that we start to see that, I think you're going to see those legacy growers that are making that transition just kill it and just crush it. So those people that have been growing for 10, 15 years, you know, the ones that have been worried about someone knocking on their door. Mm-hmm. Are now knocking on doors. Knocking, oh, look at that! That's all I was about to say. Knocking on doors. Hey, that's awesome, man. And I'm glad they're getting their their flowers. And it's one thing about this show. That's what I want to do is highlight those people that's had to be in that cage. In that I'm not doing nothing, or I'm a like uh, I, you know, people have been. I got another job. You know, this is my main job, but on the side, I. I have a little shed. You know what I'm saying? I work. Like, I work retail for 25 years. Uh, was uh, not my first job, yes. but it, it was a job I had to go to every day. I exactly. had to make sure that I was at that job, and yeah. I and I gave it my best. Yeah. But it wasn't my number one focus. That's right. It wasn't what was. It wasn't what was on my mind. What was on my mind was was always been cannabis. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of us out there that that's all we've been thinking about our whole lives. And now you just open the floor, so we can actually start playing. Yeah. So, you from Vermont? Uh, no, not originally. Originally, I'm from uh, Illinois. So, uh, grew up right across the river from Hannibal, Missouri, where Mark Twain was based. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so small little town of uh, four thousand people. Oh, so, that's the size of Vermont, basically. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it, it's it's just flat. 
Yeah. It's Vermont. You got cornfields instead of mountains. Yeah. Otherwise, same thing. People are, are good people. Um, you know, the the Midwest type of, of nice. And uh, Vermont, are, Vermont people are just as nice. They just don't talk as much. They mind their business. And that's what I love about this place. Because everywhere, everywhere I've been, I was in the military and bounced around here to there. And, like, you always find some type of static somewhere. And so moving to Vermont, like... It's, I feel like it's it's the retirement home. Retirement home. Everything moves slow. Nothing's. Everybody moves here to mind their business. Yeah. And, and, and now that neighbor that's minding his business all the time, though, you got a problem. He's gonna. He's the first person there to help. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I've, look, my neighbor across the street. I've asked. I've pulled up on him one time. Never met the guy. Never seen him. Never talked to him. Asked him, could he help me? I needed to till my land. It was for the, the weed plant. I needed to tell him. I was like, hey, you got to tell him. He was like, yeah, I'll bring it over in a couple days. And I was like, all right. And he brought it over, dropped it off. Let me know if you need help. Came over, picked it up. Like, he's just been, he's, a, he's from Vermont. He's just, you know what I'm saying? He's a good guy. Cut from the earth. You don't, you don't need, if you ain't about no static here, you can, you can, if you ain't about the standing and you can, you got a big coat. <laughs> you, you, if you don't want no trouble, you can, you don't find no trouble here in Vermont. Exactly. You know, you can go ahead and just, just have a happy existence here. Yeah. No problem. And now if you're looking for it. If you're looking for it. I'm pretty sure a few of them fellas ain't got no problem. <laughs> they'll, they'll answer. <laughs> they'll answer if you're looking. But exactly. How long you been here? I've been here. So I, this is my second round. So, um. I was in the military also. I was in the army, and so Uh-oh. I was yeah, yeah. So I was in El Paso for a little bit, um, and then I spent some time in Arizona, some some time in San Diego. Um, some, I lived out here early two thousands until two thousand and nine, and then I went to San Diego. Was out there for the backpack era. Um, so prop two fifteen days. Shit was crazy. No testing. You know, pounds are just walking on in, and all of a sudden they're on the on the shelves like. Shit was nuts. Like <laughs> zero, zero cares to the w- world. How much THC is in it? I don't know. How high are you? That's how much THC is <laughs> yeah, in it. Smoke that shit. Yeah, let yeah, me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much does that cost? <laughs> I guess it costs twenty. <laughs> you know, like it was crazy. Like yeah, yeah. you get delivery guys. They show up with backpacks full of edibles that just came out of somebody's house. Like, but it was all legal medical. So it was it was crazy. Um, and so from out there, uh. After we spent some time out there, I decided I wanted to go ahead and, and move back to Vermont. But I thought New York was going to be quicker on the legalization front. Yeah. So I moved to Saratoga, New York, um, and then set up a, a legacy uh, operation up there that we ran really good. I actually ran it on complete solar. I got a job with Tesla, uh-huh. learned how to design solar oh, wow. arrays and design my, own, yeah, so design my own solar array for my system so that you know we were going to go ahead and be as net neutral as possible. What would you say, Legacy. Legacy in the legacy market. Oh, yeah, I was just, I was a two bit grower. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. I was so, yeah, not only you can uh, you knowledgeable about it, you can you've grown it as well. I, I have, I have. I've, that's I've, dope. I've, I've definitely spent spent my time in my tents. Yeah. Um, but uh, we decided at, at once COVID happened, so a lot of my business was still over here in Vermont. All of a sudden, COVID happened, and if you had out of state plates, people were looking at you funny. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, so we, we all of a sudden, I, I decided that it was time for me to go ahead and move back home because Vermont's always felt like home. Yeah. From this, from the very second I set foot here, like, you know, I, I don't know. As you talk about, your soul kind of calms down here. Yeah. Like, it, there's there's a calming. If if you're meant to be in Vermont, you know it. Yeah. Like it just. Ooh, yeah. You just know it, and so I got back here and uh, was going to open up an Airbnb uh, Bud and Breakfast. Oh, so, we need to talk, man. Yeah, I was going to open up a Bud and Breakfast up at Bolton Valley. Yeah. So and it was during the house housing crisis when houses were just going nuts. Yeah. Had a house fall. The place fell out from underneath me oh, at the at the table. Crazy. Someone else got it, and made me take a second guess on it. And kind of been staggering, roaming around, trying to find. I was the uh, store director for the Johnson Sterling Market for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. So I did that for a year, and so just kind of looking around, what I wanted to do, knowing I wanted to get into cannabis, you know, yeah. knowing that uh, as soon as legalization is there, I want to get into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, fell into this year. I was also going ahead and had still had my edible company that we were making edibles, and we had a beef jerky that we had made. That's right, the savory. I was one. I knew I spoke to somebody about some savories. Yep, and like beef jerky because someone's wife was like or type one diabetic. Yeah, yep, and yep, so yep. it was certain things that could she's 
couldn't eat sugar. Correct. It was, yeah. We played the game. Can we medicate it? Yo, so and we would just sit there and crush it all day long and just about what what can we medicate what what can we not medicate yeah. um and the beef jerky got in the right mouth and somebody was like hey you know what this cannabis shit might make some money yeah. i was like yeah no <laughs> no, sh- no shit it'll make some money i was like well, what are you talking about so uh took on some partners my partner chris um and my partner uh tim and we went ahead and got uh cambridge cannabis uh, started up and we're actually looking to be fully integrated we're open hoping to have a grow over in cambridge a manufacturing over in cambridge and then the dispensary and jeff oh that's awesome yeah so that's that's the goal um and then the with just the way everything's being with the fire marshal with getting everything zoned and, and doing everything properly yeah grow got pushed back yeah. manufacturing gets pushed back next thing you know the the dispensary became the thing on the front table and luckily Knock on wood, we were able to go ahead and, and push that through and get that up and running. Um, we're hoping by the end of this year to have the grow and manufacture. If I have a product on shelves by the end of 2023, I'll be unbelievably happy. And that product will probably be the beef jerky. That's dope. If not the if not the brookies. I think you probably had the, some of those this, this summer. The, those one? medicated goldfish. No, I had, I had the beef jerky. Yeah, the beef jerky. Yeah, I had, had the, the goldfish. Uh-uh, I didn't know. Y- y'all got goldfish? Medicated goldfish. We call, yeah. them, we call them brookies. Brookies. Hey, one, it is. one milligram each. Yo, that's So you can eat a whole school. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that is dope. Hey, that's awesome. I don't even want to know. I do want to know. I want to know how that beef jerky's pulled off. So does everybody. And I know. I, I've just been waiting. When we turn these mics off, I might tell you. But right, I'm, cool. not t- I'm not hey, telling you why these well, mics are on. Well, thank you. This is the show. So we out right now because I'm so curious about that. Hey, that's dope. Hey, yeah. That's cool, man. All right. But that's, again, I think I think this is where we're getting, um, where once we get open and, and get through this first initials phase, because there's so many people that are probably like me that my focus and my dream, like I, what I want to do is I want to open lounges. I want to go ahead and... Um, start working in in the tourism aspect of cannabis. Um, Cannabis is great. I love being in this field and I love doing what we do, but there's more to it than just cannabis itself. I think that we have a lot to do to educate the community um, and we can erase what the last hundred years has done to cannabis, hopefully in 10 years, if we go ahead and do it right and approach it right. Yes. That's the key is doing it the right way. A lot of it was told to us or before us the bad way and it stuck with it, you know, but a lot of us ask questions and that's why it's changing. I feel like it can change fairly quickly, but it has to be done the right way. Exactly. We the, And that's the thing. We, we have to make sure that everything is done properly. Um, we really have to keep each other in check in this industry that we are doing everything legally and to the utmost of respect towards the plant and to the consumer. Yeah. And anytime that we falter on that, we need to check ourselves and 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 our our alliances and our friendships. Yeah. Because we have a young industry that we got to protect. Yes. If we fuck this up, it's fucked. It's, fu- it's over. It's not. We're not it's, getting it back. Yeah. You know. And that's one of the things that I was talking about uh, in another conversation is it needs to. I think if we continue to keep it craft that will be where it should be and stay at nothing else above a a four should be working in vermont if something that big comes into something so small where there's so many craft jobs and people who this is their living if something that big comes in it can shut all that away so i think it's us that's going to have to say like no like we need to keep it where it's at. It it can only get bigger within ourselves. We can't bring nothing else big to bring it here because that's not what Vermont's about. It's about that craft, craft beer. Like it goes hand in hand with it. Like we will beat corporate weed the same way Hetty Topper beats Budweiser. Yes, the same. Same way. same business plan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, and it's not it's not anything hidden. You know, this is done on small scale by Vermonters with love. Man, you know, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. You uh, give me a product that's better than that. I'll take I'll take something made in Vermont with love over Thanks. anything else anywhere else in the world. Yeah, and that's what a lot of the the I, I know a guy he was he did a 
uh, um, a trial run, and he said, I'm buying everything Vermont for a whole year. And it was it was like it was hard because, you know, he's so used to going to get this off the shelf or this, but he had to buy everything Vermont made. And he was like, it's, you one, you do get a sense of, you know, that you're purchasing from home. Like it's your stuff, your neighbors making this stuff. And these are people's livings. Like big big companies don't care. That ain't know? Nike. That's Bob. Bob made me that shoe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? These darn tough socks is keeping my feet warm. <laughs> Only socks I own now. Exactly. See? That's See? what I'm saying. You know? And then now, uh, that's one of those things, though. I always wonder, too, is that something that is when we get here in Vermont, we start drinking that Kool-Aid? And and all of a sudden we believe that that hype, yeah. or does it translate outside of here, or are we seeing that tourists feel feel the same way, yeah. uh, really? Like you know, is is that couple that owns that second house at Stowe, yeah. are they going ahead and buying all darn tough? You know, and I would like to just see how that is. I think that cause if that's not the case, then we might have some trouble because we can only support so much here in Vermont. The beer industry that's in Vermont can't be supported by Vermont. It, it, it just couldn't, it couldn't happen. The cannabis industry we're building here, Vermont will not be able to just support it itself. So if, if we go ahead and build out in the tracks that we are building out and we don't go ahead and start welcoming tourists into ways to go ahead and consume here, make it easier for them to go ahead. Because again, tour, tourists have no legal place to smoke in the state of Vermont. You know, that's that's kind of messed up. So if we're going to go ahead and collect, you know, let's say 50% of that revenue we feel is going to come from tourism, which I'll tell you with my ID scanner, 50% of those things are coming from out of state. So if we expect all that money to come in, we need to go ahead I mean, and start. You're right up, look up the street. You're right up the street from Smugs. Like everybody's, I mean, even if they don't know it's here, they drive right past it and they're like, ooh, look at that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and of course, if, if this lovely community, uh, hasn't done their job by the time those guys get to the bar that they know that there's a dispensary at the end of the bottom <laughs> of the hill, then I didn't do my job with the, yeah. with the community. Yeah. So, which has been amazing. That's one thing I want to go ahead and thank the town of Jeff and Cambridge, the people of Smugs. Um, we felt welcomed from day one, overwhelmingly welcomed um, coming into a town. Um, and I moved up here to the community because we knew we were going to open up this dispensary and I couldn't open a dispensary in town and not live in it. That's just not it's true. It's, it don't sound. Yeah, you're right. I'm a drug 100%. pusher then, right? <laughs> you know, you, traffic you is. can't run the block and not live on the block. <laughs> That's the rules. So, so I was like, all right, you know, I got to, I got to come up there and I, I expected a little bit of pushback. Yeah. I expected a little bit of, Oh, you're opening the dispensary everywhere I go. Oh, you're the one opening up the dispensary. Yeah. And everybody's been great and, and very encouraging, um, including the police force right next door. Yeah. Th so, look, that that is it is hilarious because when I went there for the summer, I was I was like, I, I knew y'all was somewhere in the vicinity. But I remember walking in to get, uh, I'll say, the little black cans in the fridge mm -hmm. and uh freedom's great freedom is great yeah yes my boy but um i i went back there and i remember looking and like looking out the window and seeing a police car like just sitting there and i'm like wow it's right here and it's okay you know what i'm saying like it was funny we was in the back uh, under the under the little tent y'all had back there smoking, yeah, for uh, right there for our barbecue, for the barbecue, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that barbecue <clears throat> was just for putting up our sign, yeah. And we had two hundred and fifty people show up that day. Sure did. It was swarmed. I had to park like across the street, like almost at the um at the laundromat and walk <laughs> down. Can you can you imagine if I got that kind of traffic today? Yeah. Like, exactly. I'd, I'd be overwhelmed. You wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. Be, you'll be there. <laughs> I'd be giving my staff a day off. Exactly. I'm, that's wrong. Hey, the only, hey. day, the only day Cambridge is ever closed is Christmas Day. Yeah, We're it. open on every day other than that. Every day. <laughs> nah, that's dope. And it's good that you came to a place that is so welcoming. Jeffersonville and Cambridge, like, I've, it's my new home. It's quiet. I, I live off the live off the main road. I'm I'm good, man. It's... And every, I mean, you, you get to know people. It's my it's my Mayberry. 
Yeah, it, it's your Mayberry, but people aren't too pushy about no. being like, you know, I know everybody in town knows who I am. Yeah. You know, I'm the dude with the red beard that's opened up a dispenser. Yeah, like everyone it. knows who I am, but no one's overwhelming of being in your face, overwhelming of, yeah. you know, tr trying to talk to you too much or knowing your business. Asking questions. Yeah. Hey, what you doing? Here? And I don't hear nothing. Oh, I heard yeah. from so-and-so. Yeah, no that's the... Minding their business. Everybody mind their business. <laughs> the best part, mm -hmm. man. That's great, man. What size is um, Satori? Level five. Five. Ooh. Five. Big dogs. That's big. Big dogs. Maybe I should get them in here. You should. I definitely should get them in here you just should. to just just to hear but, their side. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, I'm I'm against the fives because it it can if you push that five too much, then it can push out the smallers. You know, I'm fifty fifty on this still. Yeah, and uh, Satori's done me good. They haven't had I've had no beefs with them. I have no problems. They've, yeah, they've got yeah. me good product. They've been really good about their communication. Um, mm. They've been really clear on everything. They've been professional about everything, but they yeah. also have that infrastructure put in there. Yeah. So they, you know, there is already an SOP for fucking everything. Yeah. You know, we're like, you know, people like me, we're making it up as we go. We're like, what's yeah. the SOP? That's it. Oh, I oh, don't man. know. I, let what me you, write this shit down. I turn on think? the lights. <laughs> I, what else do I do? Is it cold in here? Yeah. Do I get some heat going? <laughs> we check the temperature. <laughs> you know, so with these guys, they they already got it laid out. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to get a quicker little jump on the run. Yeah. You know, um, as long as everyone learns and doesn't have the temptation to cut corners and start slacking on stuff, yeah. I don't think any smaller operation will have trouble keeping up with them. Yeah. I think because the smallness of craftness of Vermont will, will, will make that hold up as long as the tourism dollar is allowed to go ahead and and, and go in there. Yeah. If the tourism dollar, and we don't make it easier for tourists to be able to consume and have a place to actually consume this product that we're selling to them, you know, half of the product we're selling to them, if we yeah. don't give them a place to do it. It's a bar. Let's give them a bar. Give them a lounge. Give them someplace. Yeah. Shit. I mean, I, when I say a bar, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, just, it's just what it is. Like, a, a smoking lounge, like a, a place to chill. Like that, I, I mean, living right here and seeing the smoke skiers would love that. Yeah. Skiers, snowboarders, shit, we would love that. Have you been yeah. in New York lately? I have not. You want to talk about doing it right? They doing it right. Oh yeah. So so what they did over there is anywhere you can smoke tobacco, you can smoke tobacco. You can smoke cannabis. Oh really. Smoke, it's, smoke. <laughs> hey, a light and some exhale in it, no matter what it is, as long as it's in this realm. Smoke, smoke. Yeah. So if if you go ahead and play like that, all of a sudden, now you have a place where you can go ahead and smoke. And smoke. You can smoke outdoors, which just should be where you smoke. Um, you know, again, I would I would much prefer if everyone smoked outdoors than than lounges. You know, if I had to choose between, I mean, I would like lounges because I'd like to be able to social, be sitting in a situation like this. Absolutely. Talk about cannabis openly yeah. and smoke cannabis. Have a bud tender sitting there talking about, hey, hey, instead of wiping out glasses, they cleaning up bongs and putting, refilling, refilling uh, stock to what rolling, it is. Rolling pre-rolls. Yep. Let me get you a pre-roll, have a little mm -hmm. pre-roll machine. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, that's, that's that'd be that'd be ideal, and yeah. then the tax revenue that we get still tax tax all the services inside that building at twenty percent, whatever yeah. you want to do, yeah. whatever the state needs, let's give it to them and let's just make it happen. But if we don't give the tourist a place to consume, we can't expect the tourists to buy that much cannabis. Therefore, if they're not gonna, if the tourist dollar is not here buying that cannabis, we can't have level fives because we can't sustain them. We yeah. can't, we then just need the crap. But if we allow that tourist dollar to come in and we give them the proper places, then maybe these level fives, maybe there is a place for them. Yeah. We might actually produce an, enough sales volume that that we might need them. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't know Satori was a five. I thought they were, but when I seen the facility, I mean, it totally makes sense. Right. <laughs> now that it was like I was riding forever, just looking like, wow, this is, this is huge. Like, but yeah, I mean, I like I said, I've said that you know fives, but you know, I would like to, man, maybe there's something I could do is bring somebody from a five and a craft in, and not let them battle it, battle battle it out, but let them, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's find out both sides and how 
how it affects and how it cannot affect in hell. Let, let me play devil's advocate on you then. Let's let's go ahead and, and, and do it like this. If you're going to go ahead and bring a, cra- a, a craft in, you're bringing in Jimbo from that grows. You know, yeah. let's let, let's say if we're going craft, when you're talking about freedom flower, you're bringing in Chris. Yes. You know, that's that's who's co- that's who's coming in here, right? There's mm-hmm. only one person you're thinking about. Yeah. Who you bring in, Satori? Out of their fifty some employees. Yeah. Who's the the head cultivator? Because uh, the, the head cultivator might not even be the one that gets to make the dictations on what happens. Okay. You know? So once you get to a level five, who's really making the decisions on the plant? Who's really making the decision on the harvest? Is that actually done by a timeline that has to happen because we need to have this room cleared, this room emptied so we can have the next round coming in because we have that kind of system? Yeah. Or is there someone with a scope being like, this needs another 12 and a half hours? Mm. This need, this needs another six hours of darkness. Yeah. You know, be ready to go. I mean, the craft is where you want that, right? It's true. You know, do you want all the lemons in the whole orchard picked at one time, or do you want only the the ripe ones picked? Mm. So that's your difference between craft and, and big, right? Yeah. So, but now, can you go ahead and supply the whole tourist market and everything else with only the the ripe you know lemons? Let's say we're we're making orange juice now. We need a yeah. whole bunch to make orange we need juice. A lot of make a lot of oranges. So maybe we can I have feel some like a, a lot of the craft. If you put all the craft together, it would be enough. I mean, I and I don't and like I said, I don't know. I'm just. Giving my opinion, like I did, uh, the things that are said on this podcast are not to be reflected. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like, it's just, it just seems like a five, like being in Vermont is the most un-Vermont thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not a shot at them or anything, but it's just. But Ben like, and Jerry's is pretty damn Vermont. I know, but Ben, and, but Ben and Jerry's. So it started here, and he had a bigger mind of going nationwide. You know. Uh, cannabis so, is so, all... so growing to a level five, you have no problem with. You just have a problem with with entering at a level five. Then. I believe so. Okay. That would, okay. Yeah, that's cool. If you could get it, if you could, I'm not saying start at a one and, and go up to a five, but just going in with a five, it kind of takes away from others. You know what I'm saying? Um, so if if you if if it got big enough to be a five like you started at like a even if you start started from the bottom you started at a one and it just grew you know what i'm saying if that's what happened then that's what the powers that you know you should be but you know coming in at a five i feel like it's casting a lot of shade unnecessary shade on the craft the ones that that was brought that was I would say the ones that was born here and you it, know what I'm saying it pulls a lot of the volume yeah but again as long as the volume is not being because we're, we're no means right now exceeding the volume like we don't have too much cannabis here yet yeah yet that's true um so as long as we're in balance like that. And the tourists are eating up a lot of it, or even the locals. A lot of that level five is still getting eaten up, but all the all the craft is getting eaten up. Yeah, then we're all right, right? Because because yeah. then that level five is just subsidizing. Yeah, you know, what, filling what, in the filling in those little gaps. And and yeah. I, again, we, then we're going back to the heady topper versus Budweiser and yeah. mentality. And and I think we always win in that route. Yeah. I think that the craft always beats out that that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did say that that was a. Good pull on that Satori, though, right? <laughs> and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, I, I have no, I have no sweat hey, in the game. I'm just. It's funny when I when I seen it, I tasted it. Then you told me that I was like, shit. I kind of kicked my own self in the balls for that. But you're right. But that's the whole thing. It it, it yeah. comes down to what the cannabis tastes like, and 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 what it is. The Satori's going to come out of the uh, of the gate swinging good because they have sops that have been planned out and laid out yeah that's true there's a lot of people that are growing in their room for the very first time a lot of these craft people that are just finally going ahead and turning these lights on and then they're producing a crop and we're talking man this is a damn good crop but give them 20 runs yeah let them really break that room in and find out what's going on you know and then let them them change that crop over a couple times and see mm -hmm. what happens on the walls and what happens with the air and things like that and and again if if the right person is not in charge at satori when you screw up on a level five you screw up big screw up. yeah all those rooms will be infected like you know if 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 anything like that happens in a level five it's going to be pretty catastrophic you know you might be able to go ahead and and 
at a level one, have something happen like that and you kill everything off, you miss one cycle and no one knows the difference. So there's different stress levels at, at all factors. I don't think that you're wrong with saying that maybe there's not enough room in a level five. I say that there is enough lo- room for a level fives if we go ahead and open up lounges and open up a, a way for tourists to be able to smoke. If we open up more facilities instead of just dispensaries to consume at. Okay. Okay. You know what I enjoyed about that? I'm usually on like like on the defense with conversations like this, but I really enjoy how it was a not a debate. But it was a back and forth. You understood my points and I understood your points. And that's the one thing like I want everybody to know. Like it's it's a it's about the conversation. It's about gaining knowledge. It's about knowing. Because I mean, that's just my thought. You know what I'm saying? But when you start adding things like that, it kind of I mean, again, I still don't even know how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate and giving both sides of it. And it's so much yeah. easier when you do it that way because it takes the pressure off of me. <laughs> I ain't telling you what true. I feel. I'm just saying that I have mean, the other this? side. Yeah. What about this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I, that's good. I, I just think that we need more of that. And I think yeah. we've closed our mind a little bit, a little. especially probably in the last, you know, eight years, a little bit more. Instead of, you know, to opening and, and being able to have these open dialogues. Remember when you should just get high and just sit back and just talk? Yeah. We need more times like that. We need yeah. more we need more moments in life. Boom. Canisations with Chris. That's what we're doing here, man. And that's what it should be. And you get a lot accomplished. I, I was talking to somebody a while back and they said that you can learn a lot more from uh, something along the lines of listening. You need to listen, you know, more so of giving your point. Yeah. You know, and that's well, what, you, you got to listen to know what you're getting ready to respond instead of mm-hmm. thinking about what you're going to say. Yeah. You know, Sorry. like, like you, everyone's in such a hurry that they don't want no dead air. You know, nobody wants any kind of silence or any kind of quietness. And I even catch myself doing it. Um, you know, and I, and I bounce all over the place. I'm as ADHD as they get. <laughs> um, so like I'm all over, but I find myself going to answer before someone finishes. I don't have a fucking answer until they're done. Because I don't know what the question is until they're done. So I think we all need to, to pause a little bit more and start taking that time to be like, what was actually said to me? Process it. And then talk back. Because dead air is not a bad thing. A little bit of silence didn't hurt nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Hey, you might even extend your life a little bit. <laughs> more than likely it will. <laughs> I know it definitely has for me. Exactly. You know? Hey, sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut. You got to know when to shut the fuck up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, Dusty, thank you so much for coming out, man. No it's problem, brother. Great. This was a blast. Yeah, hey, yeah. I really, I'm really glad we got together, man. It's it's funny because, I, like, when I, I, I've had certain people on my visions to talk to, but just because you're five minutes down the road, like, you're in my community, I wanted to bring you on. Just to, just to, because you're in the community that I live in. You know what I'm saying? This is so, our cannabis community. Exactly. So, hey, it's in good hands. It's in good hands. (laughs) I I hope so. And I hope the community keeps me in check on that too. You know, the idea is that this is a dispensary for the people, people here. And and I want to hear what people want, want people feel, you know, come to me first. That's good. You don't have to stop me at the gas station. Nah, don't pull up. Yeah. <laughs> but, I got a facility. You know where I'm at. Come yeah, on, let me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come on by. I got a store for it. That's it. It has an open flat. <laughs> well, look, check this out. When I bring people on, I know you are consuming yourself. So I like to have a few questions to find out what you like to smoke, what you like to do, and your preferences. One question is changing, and you're going to help me change it, Dusty, today. Because of something you said. So first question is blunts, wraps, or papers. What's your preference of? I, if I was going to go ahead and have somebody that was going to go ahead and, and roll for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and their job was to roll for me uh, all day long. They would be rolling more blunts probably yeah. than they would be anything else. I would tell you, usually I have a, a roll of a backwood. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't had no backwoods. I forgot to go buy some. So next time you come on the show, I'm going to have a backwood for you. So Chris called them, Chris Chabot called them Gorilla Fingers. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna, that's all I'm going to have. This is, that's what a Gorilla Finger today. So, yeah, man. Again, I I, I grew up, you know, not, I graduated from high school in 96. <laughs> so we were doing, we were doing, you know, $5. Uh, you know, if you had $5, you could all go in together. Yep. We could get a blunt. <laughs> 
Good old Duchess. I got five on it. Yo. It, it was, you know, again, that was, and that was some staggy ass shit. Like, yeah. and that was some terrible weed. Cause that, I knew I was selling it. Um, and makes, it, it's funny you say the Mexican brick weed. Like, I remember like them huge flat ass nugs, got waves and seeds all in roaches, it. Roaches, like oh actual roaches. Roach, bugs, bugs, bugs in, in them squished. <laughs> Uh oh man, and we used to just smoke that shit right up. You'd fluff that. You'd go go That's go it. ahead, put it in the put it in the bathroom, get the shower going, try to get the fluff it, get, get some moisture. It. Yeah. But like, oh yeah, I'm getting that stuff to get some more moisture in there. Hey man, so we, my boy used to sell it. He used to have all, that's the only, like, that's the, the weed I started with was that brick weed. We all started and from I the bottom. And I was like, hey, man, this, this is, hey, fits me. And I remember we had some come around the way called Christmas tree. And it was all, it was the nugs you see now. It was just all pretty and fluffy. Piney. And, uh, yeah, it was, oh, it was so great. And then it's just, as time went overseas, I was like, oh, you said you was in the military. You was in the army. Uh, what was your MOS? 16 Sierra, Stinger Missiles. Stinger Missiles. Flies it does. Oh, okay. I, I was about to hurry up and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but when it's time to go, it's time Something, to go. Yeah. yeah, luckily I didn't I didn't actually have any any duty. I uh um I got out uh right before nine uh right before nine eleven. Yeah, so yeah. I was I I didn't have any active duty. The only thing I did was recruit and fuck around in white sands. Yeah. So wasted a lot of government money. Damn, that's awesome, man. I wish I could have did that shit. I was a combat engineer at 21 Bravo or 12 Bravo, better known as. Yeah. Uh, working with explosives. I got, I'm deaf in one ear. Had to, I mean, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. But then I look back and I got, it's just stories now, but like, some of the times when shit was going down, shit was going down. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Them bullets sounded ding, 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 bouncing off the Humvee. You like, damn. See and, and shit's real. <laughs> worst thing I had to worry about, like you know, shit. I was getting a speeding ticket. Fucking, <laughs> you know, like, am I gonna be sober enough for formation? Hell like, yeah. we had it oh, so man. fucking easy. Hell yeah. And that's what I was. See, that's the army that I was trying to get that into. That was the army that I recruited for. And I was, I, like, was I ended up in that bullshit. I, hey, man. For, for everyone that was a recruiter at that time, we're sorry. We didn't know. Hell yeah. We didn't know. Hey, let me tell you. We were just Ooh, trying to get you out of English. <laughs> Look, so my recruiter, he was cool as hell. Maurice Franks, I'll never forget him. He was cool as hell. And he sent me off to maps. Me and my boy were seeing a commercial. You know how they Buy used to have a cool ass, cool ass army commercials were popping out the wall. I'm like, hey, man, that's cool as shit. We went to the recruiter. And he was like, well, look, y'all high as hell. We pulled up. We pulled up to the recruiter smoking. We walked in. He was like, well, y'all got to clean up. So y'all can't smoke for like 30 days. And he was like, mm, but, he, but he's no. like, I'll start paperwork. But that's what he said. That's what he said. He was like, but I get the paperwork going and we can just get y'all in. Man. How many times did he check in in that 30 days? We would not. We would go over to him. Yeah, you would, check yourself our, in every it day. It was a chill spot. We would go over there and chill, Did hang, they hang out. out? <laughs> y'all set that shit up. Yeah, we know the game. Ah, oh, y'all ain't shit. Recruiters are dispensary owners now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> hey, look, one of the recruiters that was in there. It was we. He was like, hey, yeah, yeah, I smoked with you one time. I was like, you smoke? He was like, yeah, I don't hit it that much. He hit a couple times. I was like, oh, he cool as hell. He was like, yeah, I joined on. Man, oh, man, y'all set it up. Hey, y'all did good at that time. Yeah, yeah. Y'all knew. It was easy back then because you didn't have to worry about. Yeah. We, it, we didn't see nothing coming. Y'all was, y'all was just, it was just loading them up. Yeah. So loading them up. So you want to go spend like nine weeks in the hey. middle of nowhere and then come back and be in great shape and get laid? Come and with it, me. Yeah, exactly. And they was, I can yeah. do that. Yeah. Hey, the Marine recruiters was a little... That's a different story. That's a different story. <laughs> That's a different story. Yeah. So it was it was Army, Marines, and Navy. I'm not. I don't swim, so I wasn't going to the Navy. Yeah. I didn't like the Marines' haircuts because the back of their head was too damn shiny. And then the Army dude, he was just cool as hell. So I was like, hey, "What's going on, man?" You know what I'm saying? Army dude was too cool. Way Fucking too so. Cool. So I ended up hanging out with him. Marines were crazy and scared me. Yeah. And then the Navy. I lived in the Midwest. I was like, I don't know what to do with that. Water. I was like, where you put those boats? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I must have to go a long way. So I went to basic in uh, Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri. Hey, that's where I went to basic. Oh no way! <laughs> Sixteen engineers. Yeah. <laughs> so you remember those those little bricks out front that that would have your uh, your uh, barracks number yeah, yeah, on yeah, it right yeah. there? So I done fucked around and ended up having to go and level those all out to one inch. 
What the hell? So I had to get them up one inch off the ground. <laughs> so I spent a whole day around that building shoving dirt underneath those things, making sure they're one inch. To this day, mentally, I on that moment, I learned something that day. Like, you know what? Mind over matter, man. Whatever. Mind over Fuck matter. it. That's that's what you want, sir. That's what you get. I got to do what I got to do. Yes, drill sergeant. And not to get hit with them hats, because that's what- Because we were allowed to get what, hit. Hell yeah. Yeah. My I re- nose still hurts. Look, them. I remember there was two drill sergeants. There was one drill sergeant that I had that looked familiar. And she wasn't that easy. She was real. She was a bodybuilder. And I was like, man, I've seen her somewhere before. Come to find out she was a bodybuilder. I've seen her and she was in magazines and stuff. And my mother was a bodybuilder. So I made that association. But I was looking at her coming one time in the mess hall. And she she was real strong in the face. You know what I'm saying? I was looking at her. She caught me looking at her. She was like, do you think, what do you, you think I'm hot? You think I'm sexy or something, soldier? And I ain't want to be like, yeah, and get fucked up. And I ain't want to be like, no, and get fucked up. So I was like, no. And all these drill sergeants came out with the hats. They had them sharp hats popping you with the hats. And I had got one in the nose. And I was like, man, I should have kept my ass at home, man. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> so, well, look, the next question is, is it was Sativa's hybrids. Or I mean, sativas, indicas, or hybrids, but I know that we're starting to 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 go away from that. You know, there's no true. You know, almost everything is a hybrid nowadays. So I want to ask you until I get my knowledge under wraps and can figure out all, all these terpenes. Do you have a preferred terpene that you like to, you know, indulge in? Yeah, uh, osamine is a terpene that I tend to uh, gravitate towards, and I didn't realize it. Okay. Um, I really like strawberry cough. Strawberry cough is something that I really liked, I thought, yeah, because yeah. I like strawberries. <laughs> you know? And so, therefore, I must like strawberry cough. Strawberry cough is high in o- osamine, and I found that I, I gravitated towards it. So, let me go ahead and smoke something else that's high in osamine. Mm. When I found that, I found that I enjoy that. So, that's something that I've traveled on. Unfortunately, most things aren't high in osamine. So it's a, it's a little bit more rare of a terpene. So that's what I'm always looking for. When I see something that's high in osamine, it, it sets off flags. So like if I'm, if I'm shopping for cannabis, here's for every grower out there in the state. If you show me a terp report and it's super high in osamine, I'm probably buying, you know, because I'm already going to go ahead and want to put that on my shelf. Um, one of the ones that I'm probably the, the biggest interested in right now is uh, uh, liminal because of the way it, it works with nausea. Yeah. Okay. So Ooh. right now we're getting ready to have highly rooted is getting ready to come out with some uh, um, uplifting gummies. They're day, uh, I think they call them daytime gummies or daylight or something like that. And they're going to go ahead and have terpenes in it to go ahead and help with the nausea. So that terpene um, is also high. Like if you look into um, like lemon cushions, um, uh, lemon tree, um, uh, you'll go ahead and find a little bit more of, of that terpene in there. And that's going to go ahead and help with nausea and is a big factor right now. A lot of people look for that out of their cannabis. Mm. Not something that I tend to tend to look for that much. Um, it also tends to be a little bit more of an upper high, a little yeah. bit more of an awake high, yeah. which I do look for. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, in the old school mentality, I would say that I am, I lean towards sativas and want sativas. I need more indicas in my life. Mm, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm a little too racy and a little too fast as it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I could probably use a, a good indica mix yeah, going some through. Something to calm you down. Yeah. Like like, like right now, you know, we've, I've smoked, uh, what was that? We smoked an indica to start the show. Yeah. And then. Uh, that's the, oh, yeah, that's this one. Yep. The infused, the hash infused. Oh yeah, the hash infused. Yeah. yeah from low key. Hey, look at, hey, this is, a, this is a crazy box to get into. It's a lot to look at. So, so Low Key Alchemy was the first company to have uh, full melt on the market. Oh. So they're oh. really doing doing a, a great job um, out of Barry. Yeah. So um, okay. Justin is is a wizard. So you know they're, they're going to be a, someone to watch. I'm going. I'm going. He's going to get on. He gonna, I'm going to get him on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you get, get if you get Justin on, 
Yeah. You know how hash makers are hard. Uh, everybody. You, we talked about growers. Hey. I mean, if we really want to talk about something. Let's talk about some hash hey. makers, hey, man. Look, everybody, I feel like everybody in this industry right now, every lazy stoner that works in this industry is hardworking. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm glad that's one of the things that, oh, they're not. Well, they're not what we thought they were. You know what I'm saying? We can be that if we allow ourselves to be, but a lot of us are. This is we use this for medicinal purposes. I mean, we do use it recreationally as well, but a lot of it is medicinal. You know what I'm saying? I use cannabis to feel good. Mm -hmm. um, wanting to feel good is always medical. Yes. Always. I like that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel good. There's something to be said about being blasted out of your cord. And I think that if you run into any of us that are in the industry working at, at this high level, um, we're not blasted out of our gourds. Most people would say, oh, well, you know, your tolerance is so high, you're this, this. No, because probably there's something about the plant and about us smoking it that affects us just a little bit differently. It doesn't go ahead, me going ahead and smoking, you know, an indica with the way my mind races is not going to be as effective and not going to go ahead and make me so sleepy as it's going to make someone that's that has you know a normal amount of of i guess not adhd not bouncing yeah. pool someone that that you know is normal quote quote yeah, yeah. is probably going to go ahead they smoke something they might put them in the couch they might be drooling on themselves i might smoke it and just slow down a little bit just slow down just take a little bit of extra seconds in between your steps no where, yeah you're right where if i smoke i could smoke a sativa and then all of a sudden i get racy my, my mind gets a little crazy i get anxiety Normal person goes ahead and smokes and it's like, oh, it's a nice high. I don't yeah. understand what's going on. Yeah, it affects everybody differently. Yeah. That's why everyone's cannabis journey is so important. And that's yeah. why we go back to those questions about needing to be asked. Yeah. How do you smoke cannabis? What are you looking for out of cannabis? What are you trying to feel? Yeah. Because that's really more important than sativa, indica, or anything else. Yeah. What do you want to feel? What do you want? Yeah, as the consumer, as the inhaler you yeah. know what i'm saying what do you want you're putting yeah. this shit in your body Facts. what do you what do you want out of it and like it why can, are you putting and it, it can tailor to it as well mm -hmm. yeah. and, and and every day we get better at tailoring yeah. mm, we do all right and my last question is bongs concentrates or edibles concentrates all day long really? uh, yeah i i i start my day with uh two to three dabs Ooh. that's how i start my morning um because I'll usually I'll I'll start my day usually around six o'clock. Um, by six thirty I'm pacing, um, and <laughs> usually I got got a computer going, got the phone going, got a podcast on. Yeah. Like I'm I'm all over the place with all everything just flying. Because again, I haven't smoked since the night before. So now mm. you know if, if I did if I did what I needed to be healthy and got my eight hours of sleep, I now haven't smoked for eight hours and five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, yeah. you know, that, that amount of what some people would call detox mm -hmm. is really then all of a sudden now my mind is racing um, unbelievably fast. So after a couple dabs, all of a sudden I'm, I'm in groove state. So I'll call Dave. Dave is, is my um, head bud tender. He's my Monday through Friday guy. So it's the guy with the beard, right? No, that's the, that's the uh, skinnier guy with, with a uh, little uh, hat, the little, fe little, little fedora hat. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Talks okay. real fast. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, Looks, he's real helpful. If there's a de definition of sativa, that's Dave. Hey, sativa. <laughs> That Dave, he, he definitely always it seems like he in fourth to fifth gear. On he's well on the shift, way, shifting to sixth, like always. Yeah, yeah. He's he's shot out of a cannon. That's what I love about him. Like yeah. great guy. Um, but that's you know he's he's the guy that runs my show. So usually around uh, eight o'clock, seven forty five, he gets in. I call him. We go ahead and talk about our day for a half an hour. Right. I'll finally finish up with another dab, and then I will head in. And by that time, I'm finally able to attack my day with uh, a calm consciousness um and then you know from there on my day consumes of smoking a ton of cannabis because you know someone's got to try this shit you for you guys it. you got to make sure uh, uh quality control yeah, man you know it's not easy being <laughs> hey, me. i want you to be make sure that you're getting the good stuff so i'm gonna try the good stuff i'm gonna be the sacrificial lamb well, for uh, you to make sure that you get the good stuff <laughs> i will tell you i'll tell you this if you smoke something that's on my shelf i've smoked it yeah. I'm not going to put nothing on my shelf that I won't smoke. That's true. So That's period good. point blank, you're not going to see me, you know, smoking distillate carts. Mm -hmm. That's not my jam. Yeah. I'll hit every single distillate cart that comes in so that I can make sure that I know, know what it is. Yeah. If something bad is going to sneak through, 
that bad's going to hit my lungs before it hits my customer's lungs. Exactly. And that's that's the way it's got to be. We got to make sure we got to be that, you know, that light in this, that we're making sure that only the best product is making it, making it to the shelf. If something don't taste right, then we quarantine that. We go ahead and, and, and sometimes it could just be you. There's been many a times that I've smoked something and I'm like, whoa, that's just not right. That doesn't taste right. Blah, blah, blah. And then we set, set it aside. I don't, I won't add it in that day. I'll come back the next day. Go ahead and, and grab another piece. Totally fine. Yeah. Oh, I guess that energy drink I, I drank kind of <laughs> fucked that whole flavor up. <laughs> you know? That damn Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you, yeah. so whatever I did before had 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 ruined that taste. Yeah, yeah. But if it's not right, it's not going to the shelf. It's it's not any of these things where it's like, oh, well, let's put it out there anyway. Yeah. That's not acceptable. And, and, yeah. and I think if we all keep that standard, we'll be fine. Because then we're still craft. Still craft. So the, the difference the difference between craft and uh, small might not be level one to five. It might actually be on whether or not we're taking the time to test each piece. Coming on my damn show trying to change my mind. I ain't mind. changing you. I'm just being devil's advocate. <laughs> just being devil's advocate. Don't worry. You have me back. I'll play the other side. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, look, man, that's, I greatly appreciate you coming up here, you know, giving me some time to talk about what you're doing and your knowledge because, you know, we're not dumb. You know, we know what we're doing. You know what you're doing. You know what you're talking about. And y'all producing some good quality Y'all connected with the right people, you know what I'm saying? And that's the one thing I want to show off is this is a good thing. This is a good thing that we're doing and putting together and producing and putting out to the community. So Vermonters are making great cannabis. My job is to find that great cannabis and make sure it's on the shelf. That's what other dispensary owners are doing. That's what Meredith's doing. And that's what Ed's doing. You know, that's what Matt's doing. You know, we're going out there and we're finding what's best and we're making sure that's put on our shelf. And as long as all of us do our part from the grower to the manufacturer to the bud tender, then the consumer wins. And that's what really happens. You know, if we, we should be the best cannabis market in the world because I really feel the best cannabis comes from Vermont. Best goddamn maple syrup comes from here. The best Look, beer comes from here. That's what I was about to say when you was talking about the darn, the, uh, the darn, uh, the torn, darn, you know, the socks. Yeah, darn tough socks. <laughs> darn tough socks. I couldn't get that shit out. But I, when I was, when I first moved here, I was like maple syrup. I had this maple syrup. Everybody got maple syrup. I I get this, get this Walmart brand. I get this Ancient Mamas, and it's all right. It's, it tastes the same until I had Vermont maple syrup. And I was like, what have I been doing to myself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it is a, it's the stuff, the, I hope that the quality of cannabis that we produce is quality of other things that we are known for, you know, such as the beer, maple syrup. Uh, I've seen the the wool, the wool wash things they make out of sheepskin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope I hope we're known for all of that, and it just stays where on the positive side. Well, I think the the big focus on on that too is that you got to go ahead and be able to educate the consumer on why it's better and what's done about it to make it better um you know and and try to dive deeper for them and again as long as each grower is trying to get a little bit better each manufacturer is trying to get a little bit better and each bud tender is trying to get a little bit more education out there and and be as knowledgeable as possible just keep raising that boat and our market rises up. That's right. You know, people will then be like, yeah, I went to Vermont. Have you ever bought, have you ever bought cannabis in Vermont? Yeah, Shit's crazy <laughs> up there. Crazy. <laughs> you know, we should be like the Portlandia yeah. when it when it comes to it. You know, people should be like, who watered this on Thursday? <laughs> I want to know. Oh, I can taste it. Mm-hmm. can taste it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's spring water, isn't it? <laughs> that's straight, that's straight <laughs> out of the brook, that's, isn't that's, it? That's, that's some rooster that, water. Hey, that's that down the road water. Mm-hmm. Ain't it? <laughs> exactly. You know, like. You know, coming back full circle, like we started talking about the Smuggler's Notch stuff that, that I brought in. So this uh, the sm- Smuggler's Notch uh, cannabis is actually only going to be available at Cambridge Cannabis Company. Ooh. So uh, I talked to, to the boys this morning and we, we cut awesome. a deal that uh, their products are only going to be available at our dispensary. Um, the point behind that is that um, they do make an unbelievably great product. And they are as local as local gets. Well, it definitely so, looks nice in this jar. So, but that's the type of that's the type of thing that we're going to go ahead and and 
focus on bringing to the market. That's good, man. I'm glad we got you. I'm glad we got you in our community. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad That's to be here. That's good. I ain't from here, but man, I'm still having it. But uh, hey, man, won't you tell them where to find you at? You can find me at the Cambridge Cannabis Company. Um, it's 185 Jefferson Street, uh, yeah. 185 Church Street in Jeffersonville yeah. um, on your way up to Smugs. So we're open at 8 a.m., seven days a week. Um, we will be open 8 to 8 um, right now we're only open eight to eight Monday through Saturday, but we open eight to eight, uh, seven days a week. As soon as the sunset is past 6 PM. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as, as, as spring comes around and those, and those riders are out there and they're hanging out in lot two yeah. and they're just chilling up there when they get done, we'll be open. We'll be Come on by, grab That's a pre-roll. Cool. You know, we have again, over 30 different varieties available in bulk. If you want to come in and want a gram of, you want 28 different grams, we'll weigh you out 28 different grams and give you an ounce price on it. Mm. That's awesome. Social media, social media presence. Yes, uh, we are on uh, Instagram as Cambridge Cannabis Company VT. Uh-huh. We also have our website at CambridgeCannabisCompany dot com. All right, um, and then also uh, you can go ahead and give us a follow on Leafly, where I throw out special deals. Usually once or twice a week, I'll yeah, go ahead yeah. and hit you with something special. Yeah. So only um, only available on Leafly on only on Leafly. That's good. All right, man, and I'm Chris. You'll find us at Cannabisations Podcast on Instagram. This has been Dusty with Cambridge Cannabis, Cambridge County Cannabis. It's me. Y'all stay blazing and stay amazing. And we out. <laughs>